Do you believe in witches? The supernatural? Me neither. But do you know who does? The town of Salem in 1962. That's right. Today's topic is the crucible. In this episode, I would like to talk about two common themes in the play. The first theme is about greed. It states, greed can be more destructive than any supernatural evil. And if you're familiar with the crucible, you know that it's about witches in Salem, Massachusetts. Now, I'm going to pretend like you haven't already read it or watched it and give you a brief summary. It all starts out with this girl, teenager, named Abigail. She wants to be with John Proctor. He's a simple landowner, one of the main characters of this play. Now, you see, John Proctor is married with kids. That is certainly an issue for Abigail, considering she had an affair with John. Now, any sane human being would either attempt to win John over or leave the situation alone and pursue a single man. Not Abigail. She attempts to get Elizabeth hung. I mean, makes sense. Super religious small town? I get it. You're a bit off. But murder is a bit of a stretch. When you think about greed while discussing the Crucible, Abigail is probably the first person you think of. Of course, she wants John Proctor to be with her and not his wife. Abigail even drank a charm to kill John Proctor's wife. Page 18. Abigail will clearly take extraordinary measures to reach her goals. In the play, these girls attempt to hang citizens for their benefit, whether it be revenge, power, or even both. We all know witches aren't real, so of course this charm won't work. But the town believes they are, because they're so religious. And it says in the Bible that witches are real. Which means that people in this town will be tried and hung for being witches. Taking all of this into consideration, the girl's greed is significantly more powerful than non-existent witches, because, of course, they aren't real, so they can't actually hurt people, but these girls' lives are real, and they are happening in this play, and people's lives are affected, and people are being hung. Another character who may have been a bit greedy is John Hale, the Puritan pastor of Beverly, Massachusetts, a town near Salem. He'd been called in for some professional work. This is a beloved errand for him. To ascertain witchcraft, he felt the pride of the specialist whose unique knowledge has at last been publicly called for. 33. In the beginning of the play, Hale is very proud of himself being called for help. He craves power. He loves being in charge. The people of Salem need him, in Hale's opinion. Hale feels his knowledge is unique and special to him. Finally, someone needs him and his vast knowledge on the supernatural. He gets his wish. The town trusts him and decides to hang those cold witches. Then the killing starts getting out of hand. Hale realizes that he didn't intentionally come to ruin lives. He comes to the conclusion that the afflicted girls, Abigail included, are lying and decides it's time to change. After quitting the court, Hale has come back to advise the accused townspeople to lie. Hale claims he come to do the devil's work. I come to counsel Christians they should belie themselves. There's blood on my head. 131. Hale's greed for power has caused this town to go mad. Now Hale feels as though he's the reason for it and is trying to change. He realizes that the afflicted girl's lies have ruined lives for gain and realizes he's done it too. The second theme I would like to discuss is 
For corruption to be overcome, one must stand up for their principles, no matter the consequences. If you have read or seen The Crucible, you're probably thinking about John Proctor. In the beginning of the play, his wife Elizabeth was accused of being a witch. John claims that Abigail wants to get Elizabeth killed. He says he'll not give my wife to vengeance. 77. John knows Abigail wants to be with him, therefore he knows that she wants to get rid of Elizabeth. He won't budge. He believes his protesting will eventually get through to Hale and the rest of the town. Rebecca Nurse, a member of the church who everyone knows is an upright law-abiding citizen who would never hurt a soul, is suddenly being accused for murdering seven babies. John wonders, who tells us Rebecca Nurse murdered seven babies by sending out her spirit on them? It's the children only, and this one will swear she lied to you. 91. John will not give up on trying to convince the court that the girls are lying. Even if it means being accused himself, John won't lie. By the end of the play, it's nearly life or death for John. He either lies and lives, or tells the truth, and gets hung. He has chosen to stand by his beliefs and tell the truth, that he is innocent. Proctor tears the paper and crumples it. 144. I believe the paper symbolizes John Proctor's reputation in Salem, showing that he doesn't care what the town thinks about him anymore. Throughout the play, John Proctor changed quite a bit. In the beginning, he was hiding his affair with Abigail from everyone, but by the end of the play, all of his secrets were out and he ended up not caring about what others' opinions were. I believe that Arthur Miller was definitely trying to portray himself as Proctor. In reality, Arthur Miller was accused of being a communist and stood by his beliefs and didn't falsely confess, which is obviously conveyed through Proctor by, being, by having him be accused of being a witch and him never lying and telling the truth. The mass hysteria in the play is about the witches instead of the fear of the spread of communism in the United States during the Red Scare. But all of this is just my interpretation, of course.